well, first and foremost, guys, don't get discouraged. There's a lot of people in this world that have filed bankruptcy that are very well off now. So definitely don't feel some type of way. Again, it's a tool. The question is, is it the right tool for you and your family? So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, I got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. Ms. Eva Palacios, you in the house. What's up? What's going on, Eva? Hey, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. You guys probably hear my voice a little different. I know. A little raspy. A little raspy, a little different. Mm. I'll be trying. I was I like the rasp. I was trying to sing, but it ain't <laughs> you know, coming coming out quite as like I want. Like, what can we do in this moment of 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 sickness right now? Exactly. How can I take advantage <laughs> of this? But um I always want a little rasp in my voice when I sing, but it, it's just it just makes me crack. My voice crack. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, oh. so, um, we're, we're, uh, we, we were, we were a little under the weather. Uh, so know. there's a bug going around and there's actually a lot of people that I know that are like super sick right now. Yeah. There's so bug and funkiness. Yeah. So we, we came yeah. back from Atlanta. We had this really amazing time at a conference in Atlanta last week. And then, um, when we came back on Sunday, we picked up our boys and then Sunday night, um, our boys come into my, my oldest comes into the room at 2 a.m. and he just throws up in the middle of the floor. Oh, right? no. Yeah. It's, it's, so I get up. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like crying because he doesn't, you know, he's, he doesn't like throwing up. He's just like, you know, and I'm like trying to console him, calm him down, make sure he's yeah. not throwing up everywhere. Yep. Just like focus on that one spot. <laughs> and then um, after I kind of get him settled, um, then my youngest one comes in, like literally 10 minutes later, does the same exact thing, like right oh, on the floor. No. And it's like, oh my God. So then we're just like, you know, so basically for two days, Monday and Tuesday, we were just mm-hmm. take care of them. Mm-hmm. They were just yelling. Um, but no other symptoms other than just like upset stomach. Like they couldn't keep anything down. Yep. Um, and so that was that. And then Wednesday night, uh, unfortunately, me and Jossie had the same thing. Oh, so no. we were up late doing the same thing. And so um, now everyone is feeling better. The boys are feeling better than, than we are, but we're on the road to recovery. Uh, we took the COVID test. Uh, thankfully, it was negative. No, no COVID. But um, it was just like, it's weird. And it was uh, so, I mean, my stomach is settled now, but my throat is all messed up for some reason. Yeah. It doesn't hurt or anything. It's just like I just lost my voice. And yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's mm-hmm. that's what's going on with us. Glad to, <laughs> glad to hear you're doing better. Yeah, no, I we know. Are. I was yeah. like, he's gone for a whole week from a conference. Now he's sick. I'm like, mm, I miss Charles. Yeah, yeah, I was out. <laughs> I was out. Yeah. So for those who've been trying to contact me and yeah. I've been slow, so I apologize for that. But um, yeah, um, yeah, that's it. So what's going on with you? Um, I don't know. What's going on with me? Um, got to get laser focused again. 
some more. <laughs> oh, you got a, it's a competition coming up. Is that what it is? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Weightlifting competition happening at the end of this month. And yeah, coach has some numbers, some big numbers for me that I gotta, I gotta get to. And mm. gosh, man, this week's workout, I just felt so defeated. Cause I'm like, I'm not even where I need to be. Mm. And he's like, we'll get there. We got four weeks. We'll get there. Like you got this. And I'm just like, oh no, coach, but <laughs> just gotta, you know, keep working hard, keep grinding and, you know, been, been eating good all week. And I just gotta, good. I just gotta stay focused. I just gotta stay focused. Your girl be distracted. Your girl be taking trips. Hey. And, <laughs> and then we get out of focus. <laughs> yeah. You have been taking mad trips, which is, which is cool. I know. I know. I mean, you know, I think it, I look at it as a little R and R like you needed, you know, so yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and the, and I mean, in, you know, and the beautiful part about, you know, my schedule is even though I am taking off, like we still do work. Like we recorded the podcast while I was on my trip, you know, you sure like we still having meetings. Like, you know, I think a lot of the times I, I tend to forget, not really, but tend to forget like how flexible, like I can literally do my job from anywhere. So it's like, if I take off, if I go away for a week, I don't have to like take off of work for a week. I just take my work with me. And yeah. um, I mean, it's that's, nice. It's nice. That's that's actually, you know, I, I had a similar kind of epiphany recently yeah. when, um, you know, some people that we met at the conference, there was a couple, um, you know, they live in uh, Chicago mm. and that's where their house is. Yeah. And what they did with, I mean, this is some, I mean, they do with some stuff that I'm just like, okay, let's level. hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. So they were like, yeah. So, so, you know, they have a little one and they were like, you know, we got to go to this conference, going to be there for a week. You know, we don't really have someone to watch our baby for a week. So what we going to do is they rented an Airbnb and hired a nanny. <gasps> Yo. Okay. Yes. Exactly. That's dope. So, so, <laughs> so, the nanny was there watching the baby the whole time, mm-hmm. and they would come back, stay at a really nice place, spend time with their daughter, still yep. be able to get the work in, and you know, still. So basically, had a best 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 of both worlds with that. That. And then because they had such a great time, they was like, you know what? Let's chill out here for a little bit longer. So they extended their stay. And then, because um, we're in this Facebook group, they were like, actually, we like it so much out here. We thinking about buying going ahead. <laughs> they, well, yeah, buying a house. They're going to buy a house out there yeah. and then an Airbnb their Chicago place. What? And basically just start to live both places because then they, yeah. they, they kind of had the epiphany of, hold on, we actually like it here. There's really no specific reason because because similar they have a they have a uh, a business that is all online yeah you know and they're like well we could just live here i know and you know and just and i'm like and i started yeah. thinking to myself like man because me and johnson been thinking about okay where are we going to permanently live like we're going to move but that's here, the thing like you that. don't even have to like what if you just move there for like two years and you're like <laughs> exactly. ah, i'm done let me go pick miami i'm done exactly. go over here like yo. exactly because i was thinking about i was like i was like yesterday like my job i'm like okay this is what I do every day. And I wake up and, and, and because I'm so regimented, you know, you kind of get in this thing. I come yep. to this office. I'm here from like nine to five or six every day, punch in and punch out. That's kind of, you know, I'm yep. used to that. It, it works to a degree, 
But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, wow, actually, I don't have to do it like that. Like, I could be anywhere. Anywhere. And, and do the same thing. You can be thing. poolside. You can be on a balcony. Yeah. You could be in 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 this the a condo downtown overlooking the city. Like anywhere. Anywhere. Oh, I know. I love yeah. that. So expanding my mind, especially yes. with the whole nanny play. Mm. I didn't even think about that because then you know, because when you think nanny, you automatically well, I automatically think you know, rich, uppity, like mad expensive. But when they broke it down to me, like how much, I was like, hmm. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's actually <laughs> very reasonable. And that's the crazy part is like, you don't know what you don't know. You just assume nanny is going to cost thousands of dollars or mm-hmm. having an assistant thousands of dollars. Why do you need an assistant? Like you too bougie to manage your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Heck no. I got a lot of stuff I need to manage and I cannot do it all by myself. So this Amen. is why we hire the help yeah. so that you can be able to prioritize spend the quality of time doing what you need to do in those specific moments. Like, yes, yeah. it's a and, whole and other world. And there is an, a, there is some amazing, very highly skilled people who are yeah. in supportive roles, who love their roles, who mm-hmm. can add a lot of value to what we do, whether that yes. be a nanny, an assistant, yeah. a house cleaner or whatever. Yeah. Like for me, like yeah. the way I look yeah. at those, those, those individuals, I have so much appreciation for them and what they do because I'm like, man, like the world would not run without y'all. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so hats off to all those who are in those positions. Um, we, man, I I greatly appreciate you (laughs) because I know I'm going to be invested in, you know, all the above, uh, relatively soon. All of the above. So (laughs) I don't know if I need a nanny because my kids are grown. Yeah. You got, you got still like, You know, it's just it's it's it is it's it's definitely a a different level way of thinking. Um, and don't just assume it's going to cost a lot of money. Like you just got to you just got to know the num- know the numbers, you know, the numbers, know what, the numbers. I'll tell you what, it, when they broke it down, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. See what I'm saying? And like, especially you know when what? I when I factored in some of the other like intangibles of being able to be with, you know, my kids being able to, you know, give them certain experiences, yeah. um, you know, cause it's like, you know, sometimes when you out and you don't have the kids and you, you see something, you do something, you're like, man, it'd be cool if the kids was here. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could be, you know what I mean? That, that's the thing. That's right. And then like, if you, if you need time away, you got somebody, you could say, Hey, this is going to be you for, we can have a date hours. night, take date. care of the kids real quick. Like right? go, you know, do stuff. Yeah. Man, I just, Aww. yeah. It opened my eyes. I was like, wow, that's <gasps> dope. We're going to put that on the list. Put it on the list. A traveling nanny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, But yeah. So yeah. And then the nanny, like, cause I was thinking like, I was like, well, how they, cause the nanny, so the nanny has their own rate, right. Obviously Mm -hmm. like, you know, for, for the days, but then what they would do is obviously they pay for the nanny's travel and, you know, the nanny was cool with it too. Cause it's their own experience. They like, Oh, this is, you know, cool for me. Oh, anyway, every, yeah. everybody wins. Everybody have fun. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm thinking already? I'm like, okay, wait a minute. We're going to put nanny on the companion pass so that we oh, can find nanny for free. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> levels. Right. Levels. levels. Like you got your card. Johnson got her card. You yeah. each have a plus one. Hey. You can put one kid there, the nanny on the other or whatever. whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, this is how we do it. Figure it out. Wow. See? See? This is why we need to talk more often. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Like, how are we going to get reduce and eliminate some of these expenses? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's still it's still do all the things. That's that's the thing, right? The, things. the yes. definition of uh, financial freedom. What do we say? It was like be able to do what you want when you want without losing what you got. That's right. right? That's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um. So yeah. So you know. So but it's interesting though. Like I was just thinking about like this week and how. Um, we come back from the conference and we're like super on this high, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's like, mm-hmm. as soon as we get here, it's like, wham. Right. And oh, I, I mean, we, we've been like, I've been having to fight through all of this to just continue to kind of keep that momentum going. Cause we have so much momentum, um, you know, coming off the conference, um, having to try to follow up with a lot of people. There's a lot of you know, potential new business that I don't want to let soup through the cracks just because I'm not feeling well. Um, I think about also like, you know, it's just like, it's just so funny how that happens, right? It's just like, boom, setback, you know? Um, And it kind of made me think about um, also like, you know, even with you, you know, and your your training as well, you know, you're, you're, because to build the muscle up for you to be strong enough to reach these heights, you got to do what? You got to rip your muscle. Yeah. You got to tear it down. Gotta you got to go through some pain and heartache <laughs> gotta... <laughs> and injuries. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Hopefully not crazy injuries, but yeah. You yeah. know, not eating the, maybe some of the stuff that mm. you would prefer to eat, right? <laughs> Ice cream. I'm not going to oh. even talk that nonsense. Don't even, don't even, don't even mention this stuff. <laughs> But it kind of made me think about like sometimes our financial journey, right? Like, you know, sometimes it's not always a straight and narrow, you know, a straight arrow, right? It's it's not always a straight course. Like sometimes there's some zigzags, there's some pitfalls, there's some, some, sometimes we take step steps back, right? Some gutter moments, some gutter moments. moments. So what I want to talk to to you about today was something that actually, you know, um, came from one of our, um, uh, we, we had put a little post out on social media to ask yeah. our listeners, like what they want to talk about on the podcast. One of the things they mentioned was bankruptcy. Yes. Bankruptcy. Right. And so that could be for a lot of people, uh, a major, you know, pitfall, a major step back. Right. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you about it and, you know, kind of get your, your take on it. Uh, because I know you've, you've talked to several people who uh, over the years have, who've experienced it. Yeah. Um, you know, the ins and outs, um, the, the highs and lows, successes and all that stuff. Yep. Um, so before before we get into it, um, let's start off with, you know, grounding it and making sure everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah. So first of all, what is a bankruptcy? And can you explain to people kind of like what they are? And, and there's like, I think there's two different ones. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, bankruptcies need to be completed by a bankruptcy attorney. Mm. So disclosures, we're not attorneys, but I can definitely give you some some guidance and insight about what bankruptcy means. Um, And I throw this out there because just like with anything, you know, you go to a mechanic to get your car fixed. You go to a bankruptcy attorney to talk about bankruptcy. The question is, Is that ultimately the only option left to help you with your financial situation? Um, Because their focus is to help you file. Are they going to actually give you any other sound advice? Probably not. Um, And this is where I come into play. But um, to answer the question, Charles, yes, there's two different types of bankruptcies. There's actually three, but two for the personal bankruptcy. 
You've got the bankruptcy chapter seven. Chapter seven is where all of your debts get wiped out. Now, again, you got to consult with the bankruptcy attorney. Ultimately, you got to go through bankruptcy court because you can't just go in there and be like, yeah, I got $100,000 in credit card debt. Let me just wipe it out. No, you actually got to go through the courts. The judge got to look at all of your financial situation to determine if your right is to file bankruptcy. And I think that's super important because you can't just do it because you want to do it. There's processes that need to happen and the judge has to sign off on it. So yeah, the chapter seven bankruptcy basically is a tool. It's a tool to free you by eliminating your debt. The impact on the credit report, any accounts that are submitted in the bankruptcy, it's going to, let's just pretend you've got, I don't know, 10 credit cards. And all of those credit cards get discharged in the bankruptcy. That's the process that happens when it goes through it. The result on the credit report is every account that has been discharged through the bankruptcy, it needs to be noted that a bankruptcy was filed. And that Chapter 7 bankruptcy will impact and appear on your credit report for 10 years. So I don't know if you want to stop there or if you want me to go ahead and start talking about the next one. So, yeah, so that's that's chapter seven. And just yeah. to once again, a, ba- a simple way to understand bankruptcy is that it's a, you know, a legal proceeding, right, involving yeah. a person or a business. Um, and basically, it's just states that, you know, you're unable to pay your debts. That's exactly. pretty much what it is. Right. Um, and so there's two different types. You've got chapter seven, yeah. um, which is what you just explained. And yes. then the second one is what for personal? Yes. The second one is a chapter 13 bankruptcy and the chapter 13 bankruptcy is a repayment plan. And this again is dictated by the courts, by the judge. But basically what this does is it allows you to release or discharge part of your debt. So generally speaking, they're looking at all of the finances And this one really is important for those who have assets. Like I said, everything is going to go through a bankruptcy court. They're going to look at all debts. They're going to look to see, is there a hardship? They're going to look to see, are there assets? They're going to basically go through all of the finances with a fine-tooth comb. The reason the chapter 13 was created is for those who do have assets that they want to protect. For example... They may own a home. If you file bankruptcy, there are certain state laws that only protect part of the equity in your home. So some state laws say if you got too much equity in your home, they're not going to let you file. They want you to sell the house. Basically sell as much assets that you have to pay as much of the debt that you own so that basically creditors aren't losing out and you're winning because you're protecting all of this money. So the chapter 13 basically allows you to be placed on a payment plan where it's structured between three to five years to pay a portion of your debt and the rest of the debt, usually 50, 60% depends on, on what the courts define. The rest of the debt gets discharged, but the pro on it is you're able to keep some assets. 
Nice. And that sticks on your credit report for seven years. So because you're agreeing to pay a portion of your debt back to also protect some of your assets, it's not going to hurt you as much as the bankruptcy seven that lasts longer. So there's a little bit of a, you know, a pro in there. If you yeah, and there's different ways. That. There's different ways to qualify for each, right? Like it's absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So there's, and ultimately, and this is why you speak with a bankruptcy attorney because this is what they specialize in. They know the state laws. Um, they know, you know, based on what your financial situation is, whether or not you're even a candidate to file bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people think, well, okay, you know, I, I got all this stuff. I'm just gonna file bankruptcy. You could say it, but you have to go through a bankruptcy attorney, which it costs money. You got to pay the attorney. You got to pay those fees. And then they tell you whether or not you're a good candidate. But even if you are, it still has to go to bankruptcy court and the judge has to sign off on it. So just because you think you can file doesn't necessarily mean that it actually can be filed. Yeah. The judge actually has to approve it, if you will. um, Absolutely. to, To make it so. Yeah. Yes. So I think a lot of people that that might be something that folks don't really understand. They think it's just like, you know, like an option they can just kind of throw out there. It's like, ah, there's actually a process and, you know, you could not be, you know, you could not be eligible potentially, or right. you could be denied uh, potentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something definitely to consider. Okay. Absolutely. So, so, I mean, I know obviously just like you said, just like we're not attorneys, we don't, you know, can't advise you on this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So typically what are some, um, let's say like, general situations where someone, you know, may be in a situation where they're uh, filing, um, let's say a chapter seven, like yeah. for, for example, I'll say for me, like, cause unfortunately um, that happened to me. Um, I did file chapter seven bankruptcy, yeah. like one of my twenties. Um, so my first marriage, we had, um, you know, got together, racked up all this uh, credit card debt because uh, we were young and didn't know what we were doing. Um, yeah. And then when things didn't work out, um, you know, we were going through our divorce and, you know, with um, uh, my ex kind of, you know, based on what she determined to be best for her, uh, she decided to file uh, bankruptcy. Um, and so, you know, they went ahead and went through that process. She went through that process. And since a lot of the stuff was in both of our names, mm-hmm. um, uh, I got contacted by. Uh, her attorney to say, Hey, you know, just a heads up, all this is coming your way. Um, yep. And I was like, yeah. what? Nah, man, you know, I'm young. Cause I don't know. I'm like, what? Nah, man, that's hers. I don't even use that car. I don't even, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm saying stuff like that matters. Right. I'm like, you know, I don't even use that. That's her, you know, uh, and they're like, uh, yeah, all, none of that matters, son. Um, <laughs> you know, like um, this is what it's going to be. Cause it's the law. You legally signed this. You guys are equally responsible. She is now no longer responsible based on, uh, what she did. So now it's a hundred percent on you. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what are my choices? And they're like, well, you can file bankruptcy too, um, or you can pretty much eat it. Like that's, that's pretty much your choices. So yeah. I was like, well, you know what, based on what I'm looking at and the way my bank account set up, <laughs> I was like, I can't afford all that. So I went ahead right. and went through that process myself and it got approved. I, I was, um, you know, granted the bankruptcy, if you will, and so I went through that myself. Um, so anyway, just wanted to put that out there, you know, just so you know, like, you know, Charles has been through some stuff as well for yeah. those out there. But so in your in your ideas, like what are some of the scenarios that sometimes happen when people are, you know, filing? 
that right there, that right there. <laughs> exactly. It, it's, it's whenever you're, you know, in a relationship and the relationship goes sour or you're married and now you go through a divorce, um, which is why on purpose in my coaching program, I teach my couples to build credit independently mm-hmm. for a number of different reasons. Um, but specifically I would have to say that by far is, is usually the number one reason that majority will have to file bankruptcy is because, you know, in a relationship and a partnership in a marriage, you know, if, if it goes as far as separation or divorce, one person files bankruptcy, everything falls on the second person. As long as those accounts were opened as joint accounts. And this is what a lot of people don't realize a lot of people. And and let's talk about it. Okay. So you're married. You open up a credit card in both of your names. You go through a separation or whatever. The other person is like the, let's just pretend one person racks up the credit card, but both of your names are on it and you go through a divorce, the divorce decree does not supersede the initial contract between you and the credit card company. So when, you know, divorce happens and the judge says, okay, Charles, you now are left with all this debt, even though both names are on it, both of you guys are responsible. But when a bankruptcy happens, Bankruptcy only alleviates that one person who files bankruptcy. So in this case, your ex-wife alleviated her, freed her from her responsibility. So now the credit card companies, their only choice is to go after who they can go after. And that's going to be you or the other person involved. So you just always have to be mindful that regardless of whatever happens on the back end, whoever signed that contract That credit card contract, if there's more than one person on it, credit card company can go after the other person because the first person filed bankruptcy on it. And that, you know, that is, it can be very devastating, right? Especially if you didn't use the card and it was the other person using the card or, you know, or or maybe y'all both use the card, but you're like, well, this isn't fair. Like, why do they get left off of the hook? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. Which, which is why. And, and, and let's be real, like just because you're married, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you have to do things joint when it comes to things like loans and credit cards. I teach the couples let's build separately. And, and that doesn't mean We're not talking about money together. That doesn't mean we have everything separate. It just means we need to be very strategic in case anything happens, in case somebody loses an income and we need to protect certain things. Like there's strategy, there needs to be strategy with all of the finances. But most importantly, yeah, guys, keep everything separate. Open up your own credit cards. I have, I'm going to be real. Me and Will did not have any joint credit cards together. Not one single credit card was joint. I had my own cards. He had his cards. We may have added each other on as authorized users to take benefits of perks and cashback and stuff like that. But we never had any joint credit cards whatsoever. Not one. We didn't need to because, I mean, I knew what I know what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, like you don't need to each Each of you have your own this way. If in the end, anything ever goes wrong, 
Each of you have your own stuff. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. And so it sounds like in general, you know, if you're in a situation where either through marriage or divorce or whatever, yeah, you're at a place where you have so much debt that you can't handle it. Um, cause that's what it was with me. It was like, you know, I could already barely survive on what I was making and being a, you know, a newly single father, um, yeah. then to, t- to tack on all the extra debt, uh, of somebody else, um, you know, that, that wasn't contributing to the income anymore. Yep. Like before we were, you know, we both had the, the income was going to the same pot of, of uh, same bank account, but now it's yeah. separate. So yeah. you're going to have one income with but the responsibility of two people, like it, it, right. it wouldn't work. So Absolutely. when I did the numbers on that, I was like, I can't afford all of that. There's just no way. And I was able to yeah. prove that pretty easily that there's no way I'd be able to afford it. So it sounds like whenever you're in that situation, potentially, you know, bankruptcy could be an option. Obviously you'd have to speak to an attorney though, for sure. Yeah. Bankruptcy is a tool. Nobody should ever feel bad about thinking about bankruptcy. It's an option. The question is, is it the right option for you? And is it the only option for you? If it was so bad, why does it even exist? And and, and that, like, I just remember when I was working where I worked and, and I counseled people through all of their finances, I just remember people feeling just so uneasy, like, heck no, I will never file bankruptcy. And they had their own personal reasons or whatever. Guys, if your financial situation is so tough, income loss, um, a separation, a divorce, something changes, like we need to really be mindful about these finances. Because if you're a candidate for bankruptcy, meaning your income doesn't support all of the bills that you have, and now you're trying to do I put food on the table or do I pay the MasterCard? Like, We need to really get honest with where we are financially, because if you're a good candidate to file bankruptcy now and you don't do it for a year, all that's going to happen is the situation is going to worsen, meaning the balances are going to go up, meaning when you do file bankruptcy, the bankruptcy dollar amount that you file is going to be a lot higher. If you aren't able to pay those bills and those creditors start to take legal action and now they get judgments, now they're garnishing wages. Now they're forcefully taking money, now preventing you from having roof over your head, food on the table, lights on. That would be time to be speaking with a bankruptcy attorney. So let's get out of the, I don't even want to have the bankruptcy conversation because you don't know what you don't know. If you're in a hardship situation to where you're like, man, I I don't have enough money to cover everything that I need to cover. You got to have these conversations. Just because you have a conversation doesn't mean you got to go through with it. 
I will say this in the recent years, because again, it's, it's got to go bankruptcy. It's got to go through the court system. The judge has to analyze the situation. A lot of people were just filing bankruptcy left and right, left and right. And then, you know, and then upper people caught on and they're like, wait a minute, like, why is everybody filing bankruptcy all of a sudden? So now as a part of anybody filing bankruptcy on purpose, they actually have you go through a credit counseling type program, like an appointment to see, is that your only option? Are there other remedies? Are there other options that can help you that maybe you're not aware about? But long story short, if your situation is a hardship situation, have the conversations just so that you know what your options are. Because if you don't, the situation can get far worse. And the far worse part is these creditors taking legal action, now garnishing wages. And now that really puts an even more extreme hardship on your situation. Yeah, no, for real. Um, So one thing to, so one thing I like for us to kind of talk about is, so like what happens once it happens, right? Yeah. So like, you know, I think you said like, you know, someone was like, I'll never do it. I'll never do it. And I think the reason why people uh, sometimes speak like that is because you've heard so many like horror stories, right? Bad things yeah. about it. It makes it seem like it's the worst possible thing that can happen to you. Right. Um, almost like it's, you know, like you can't recover from it. Like it's just, it's it's insurmountable. It's just like, oh my God, you're, you know, this yeah. is like, it's really bad. But, 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 but. We do know that some people, to your point, you said as a tool, you know, there's some there's some rich people, famous people, whatever, who've been known to use it strategically every so often, <laughs> right? They they file like it's a you know every two three years, right? They just do it, right? And yeah, um, and yeah, so people use it as a tool, and so yep. you know, when I started to kind of look at that and, and hearing about that, I started realizing I'm like, man, it doesn't seem like you know it's just it's as scary and as as crazy and as um you know like um. Like, like it, it sets you back so it far. It doom you forever. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so let's talk to the people about what happens once they file. Like what, what are some of the, or once they get a, once it becomes official, yeah. what kind of things could they expect in terms of what's going to happen on the credit report? You kind of mentioned a little yeah. bit, but I mean, like how soon is, you know, the road to recovery? Um, and I'll talk about my experience as well. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I know people too, my, my parents went through it as well. But I can share that as well. But you, from your point of view, like, what, so just tell the people, like, what happens once once it gets filed? Absolutely. Well, first, before we get there, know this that there are certain laws, timeframes in which you have to. There's a waiting period. If you file a Chapter Seven bankruptcy, which wipes out all of your debt, the following year you can't file another one. Like, there's a waiting period. So first and foremost, guys. Yes, if you feel this is your situation, definitely talk to the bankruptcy attorney. But then again, some bankruptcy attorneys, they're paid for you to file bankruptcy. That's that sometimes that's all that they're going to do for you. Know this. Make sure that if you're going to file bankruptcy, that it's worth it. Now, when I say worth it, everybody's level is different. For example, if you owe three thousand dollars. It might cost you more money to file bankruptcy than it is to pay off that debt, number one. Number two, if you're only filing bankruptcy on X amount of dollars, just know you got to wait several years before filing another bankruptcy. 
So let's not just say, oh, let's file bankruptcy and then I'll recover in two years and then bam, I'm back in the situation. Let me file another one. No, let's be mindful with what is that time frame? And I forget what the time frame is. I don't know if it's five years waiting period or a seven year waiting period, but there is a waiting period, guys. So you need to find that out first. But let's say you have filed. What would life look like after a bankruptcy? Well, most important, we need to make sure you look at all three credit reports and make sure whatever accounts you submitted in the bankruptcy reflect bankruptcy on the credit report. A lot of people miss this. A lot of people don't even think about this because they just know I went to court, filed bankruptcy, got my discharge papers. I'm good. I don't need to worry about it until I need to obtain credit. No, guys, the moment your bankruptcy is discharged, court gives you your documents. We need to pull all three credit reports to make sure and verify. Because if these accounts are still appearing, crazy as it may sound, but if these accounts that were included in the bankruptcy are still appearing as unpaid collection items, unpaid charge-offs, they're still reporting late every single month, that actually hurts you more than the bankruptcy does. And I know that sounds crazy, but here's why. When you file bankruptcy, let's just pretend you file bankruptcy, I don't know, July 2022. From July 2022, if all of your accounts reflect bankruptcy, in essence, you kind of have a clean slate where you can start rebuilding credit pretty much 30 days after. But if you don't fix the credit report to reflect that the bankruptcy has been filed, you can't rebuild because the system still thinks you owe people money. And if you're trying to apply for more credit, they're going to be like, no, you still owe these people money. You're not paying them. We're not going to approve you. So that's tip number one, guys. For those that have filed bankruptcy, if you're hitting a brick wall to rebuild credit, nine times out of 10 is because the the accounts that were in the bankruptcy aren't reflecting that way and they look like they're unpaid balances. So that's going to be your first due diligence. Pull your credit reports, make sure everything is reflecting correctly so that you can rebuild credit. And yeah, I've seen it. People file bankruptcy 30 days later, they're buying a car, they're getting credit cards, you know, they're doing all kinds of craziness, which is why I'm like, make (laughs) sure you do the bankruptcy right in the first place, because you're not going to get another shot anytime soon. Yeah. But you can definitely rebuild credit right after bankruptcy. You just got to make sure that credit report looks good. Yeah. I was going to say like, you know, like for, for me, I think it took me, I mean, I waited, like, I think, I think I waited six months because that's what I was advised to do. I think at the time. And uh, yeah, within six months, I was able to start getting cards again. Um, it wasn't like anything like I had before, obviously. It was like, you know, kind of starter stuff. But I was able to start building um, building my uh, my credit again. And, yeah. you know, it took some time. And, and after, I think, about a year, I was able to, well, that probably could have happened sooner, but I applied for a car like a year later. Yeah. And I was able to get it. And I also remember, like, um, my parents did it, too. I remember... Back in my twenties, uh, my parents went through this, something similar, um, and they well, no, they not similar in terms of they were still married, but they just uh, had so much debt that they just couldn't handle it, and yeah. um, they ended up filing, and then they were able to to get that, 
And I think within, I think a year later, they bought another house. They bought like, if they had already bought a house before and then they bought another one uh, like a year later after the bankruptcy. Um, so definitely it's not like, you know, total doomsday, like you can never recover from it. Um, there's definitely strategy. It gives you, you know, a chance to, uh, to kind of start over. Now it does just like even it doesn't go away, uh, right away just cause you're building. Doesn't mean that, you know, so there was like, I was able to do certain things, yeah. But like if I wanted to do like some of the bigger things, um, it became more of a hurdle. Um, yes. Not that I couldn't do it. Like, like I said, my parents still was able to get a house. Um, but, you know, it just was a lot harder than it was before. Right. Yes. And they had to obviously, you know, maybe pay some more or have more down or whatever it is. Like, you know, they yep. they make their you know contingencies based on the fact that you seem like you're a higher risk. Um, and so if you're willing to kind of, you know, to, to, to do it, then, you know, you, you still get it. But, yeah. um, so yeah, so that's, that's, a, so what would you say to, to those people out there who are, you know, maybe they've, they, they have, you know, filed, they have one and, and they're not seeing the success of being able to rebuild. Like yeah. what are some of the, some tips and tricks you can give them? So definitely when it comes time to rebuilding after a bankruptcy, it's not going to be easy. There's definitely strategy involved because even though while you can hear people say, oh, well, I got a credit card or I did this and I did that. The question is, is what did that transaction look like? So when we're looking at the end of the day, you're applying for credit, you're borrowing money at the end of the day they're going to pull your credit and they're going to basically pass judgment on you. So when you're recovering from filing bankruptcy, the options may be a little bit smaller in terms of the types of credit cards that you can get. You might be able to easily open up some secured credit cards. You might need to do that as your very first step because again, you got to put yourselves in the situation of the credit card company. If, if I'm the credit card company and I pull your credit and I just see you file bankruptcy three months ago, I'm going to be like, well, did they learn their lesson? Like, what are they doing right now to practice good money management habits? What are they doing right now to practice good, you know, credit rebuilding? Like, these are the things I'm thinking of because I'm the bank, like I'm lending you the money. So some banks may be like, no, we're not touching you because it's way too soon. So therefore, you got to get your foot into the door, which is open up a secured credit card. That could be option number one. However, also understand that whatever credit cards or whatever banks you filed bankruptcy on, if you try to apply for more credit with those same banks, they probably have blacklisted you in their system, meaning Yes, guys, banks have systems to put names on the list that says whether or not somebody has filed bankruptcy on their accounts within the so many months or years. Somebody has, you know, the account got uh, charged off. They didn't pay. They settled. A lot of the big major banks will put you on this blacklist. So no matter what you do until you pass that time frame, which a lot of these banks don't let you know. Until you pass that time frame, you might not be able to ever get a credit card or any lending with those types of banks. Some of those guys are going to be people like American Express and Chase. They are the ones that have blacklists. So 
that's something else to think about. Um, but in terms of option number two, another way that you can be able to rebuild credit sooner rather than later, if you got parents, grandparents, siblings, best friends, anybody that has an amazing credit card with amazing payment history, preferably a major credit card, they did you a favor and added you on as an authorized user to get your foot into the system. When they add you on as an authorized user, their credit card will pop up on your credit report, instantly giving you good payment history. That's Another way you can get your foot into the door is by quote, quote, piggybacking on somebody else's account. Now, disclosure, you can't just piggyback your way to a 700. You have to still build your own credit. But the fact that there's an account that has positive history now appearing on your credit report gives you a greater opportunity, a greater chance to applying for regular credit cards. So the unsecured cards, the, you know, Capital Ones, Credit Ones, First Premiers, they're not the best, but they're to get your foot into the door to start building the payment history again, building reference points, showing that later on to the bigger banks that you've practiced, you kept these accounts on, you know, current zero balances, pays as agreed, and you're building your relationships again and increasing credit scores so that you then can get the better accounts. Nice, nice. Okay. So, um, so I would just say then, like, what would you say to those folks who, you know, are kind of in this, you know, situation? We, we've given a lot of information this podcast and hopefully you guys were able to find you know value in it um especially for those of you who have been contemplating this curious about it um you know have some type of uh maybe you got a family member loved one or a friend that's in a situation that you could share the information with uh because it isn't like you know it's not like people out here talking about it like i remember i had a search for you know it was a long time ago but still like you know it it may not be like readily accessible because it's not a very like sexy thing to talk about like bankruptcy. Right. But, um, so for those individuals who, you know, are like, man, they're kind of in that situation. Things are, 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 you know, not looking so great. They're considering this option. Um, you know, what would you say to them and, you know, how could they potentially find some, some help within, you know, the empower you community? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, guys don't get discouraged. There's a lot of people in this world that have filed bankruptcy that are very well off now. So definitely don't feel some type of way. Again, it's a tool. The question is, is it the right tool for you and your family? Because while we can easily talk about filing bankruptcy and rebuilding credit, the things that people aren't aware about are the other things bankruptcy can impact. Bankruptcies can impact the potential for job opportunities. or If you're in a certain job position and you file bankruptcy, that to some employers can be reason for termination. So we need to really think about this, not just from a money perspective and a credit perspective, but are there other things that can be jeopardized or roadblocked because of this tool? So 
you know, potentially losing positions or jobs, preventing you from getting promoted within the company for certain positions or jobs, even obtaining certain licenses, insurance licenses, other types of licenses where you're thinking, okay, I have a job, but maybe I want to do a side hustle or I want to go out and get these types of licenses. Certain state laws, they're like, nope, you filed bankruptcy. Sorry, you can't do this. Even I've heard even the ability to get certain insurances, certain insurance policies on yourself. A lot of insurance companies won't even insure you because of a bankruptcy. In terms of buying a house, there's certain lenders that won't touch you for two to three years until that bankruptcy has been discharged. So, guys, these are the things that we want to try to learn, try to understand and foresee in the future to see, Okay, well, where are we at? We we shouldn't be operating in in a now moment for everything. We really want to get this type of guidance and. And, and how can you get this type of guidance by somebody who has unbiased, very well-educated, very well-educated type of person? And, and honestly, that's me. You know, in the job that I used to work at for 17 years, we had a department called the Bankruptcy Prevention Unit, BPU, Bankruptcy Prevention Unit, where if a client came in and they went through a consultation and that counselor was like, man, no, the only option is bankruptcy, those accounts would get flagged be sent over to our department, we would really analyze and strip down and see, okay, well, what is the situation? And is bankruptcy the only option? We'd get one last phone call to analyze everything. And if it for sure, for sure was, then we'd refer them to, in this case, the California State Bar. They'd have to do research on their own attorneys. But guys, you need somebody that has been in the industry to be able to give you those available options just so that you know and have confidence and peace of mind that this is the only option I've got. And then you consult with that bankruptcy attorney. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, that to me, just know there's hope guys. Absolutely. Just know there's hope, you know, you're not alone. Um, People have gone through it. And like, and recovered to, and recovered amazingly, and recovered, right? <laughs> and have houses and mm-hmm. have cars and have all kinds of stuff, you know. Exactly. It's a tool. So, it's a tool. Yeah. So so hopefully we've been able to kind of demystify, you know, how scary bankruptcies are. You've, you know, hopefully learned some things about it. Yeah. Um, also want to like, you know, once again, you know, uh, appreciate all of our listeners out there. Absolutely. And shout out to Zatha, Zatha and Z, because they went crazy on my Facebook page and they're like, we should talk about this. We should talk about this. And then this was like a common denominator between like three of them. I'm like, there you go. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We appreciate y'all definitely for showing us love. Uh, Once again, if you haven't done so, please rate and subscribe. Give us uh, five stars out there on on the Apple podcast, everywhere else. Share. Um, We continue to, to grow this podcast. Yes. Um, you know, we, we really enjoy doing this. Uh, we, we love the community that is being built. Uh, so continue to share, continue to share. Uh, we, we keep hearing stories all the time about people taking the information that they get from the podcast and applying it and, and yes. winning. 
A lot of wins. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Yes, guys, keep sharing. um, And definitely drop the DMs, drop the DMs, post inside the Facebook community group. Let us know what you want to talk about. I mean, whenever we pick topics, it's usually because something that has been brought up in conversation. Mm -hmm. But like, let your voice be heard. If you got a question or, or you've been told something five different times and you don't know what the answer is, bring it to us and we can talk about it. And you also got something coming up, um, right? By the yes. time they hear it. Oh, absolutely. Guys, oh my gosh. Three-day challenge. Three-day Master Your Finances challenge, guys. You can get registered absolutely free. You do have the option to upgrade your experience and do the VIP, which basically means you get more time with me, one-on-one time with me before each challenge day. We're talking how to level up credit scores, how to maximize those credit card rewards, how to get a hold of your personal finances. Guys, if you feel like, man, Eve, I make really good money, but I don't see it in my bank account. I don't, I'm supposed to have $2,000 left over after paying all my bills, but I don't have nothing. We're talking about how to really deep dive, deep dive inside your personal finances and keep track of those expenses. We're going to be talking about wealth building, how to create different streams of income, how to invest in real estate. Guys, get registered. We are already putting the link out on all the social media platforms. Get registered. Share those posts with others. If you have friends, family, coworkers that you hear that there's something that they're not happy about, whether it's money, credit, finances, share the link. It's absolutely free. There's no reason why you shouldn't be all registered to get this type of information. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And and once again, it's, it's a master your finances challenge.com. Yes. Um, you can go to that uh, URL master your finances challenge.com um, to register is free. And like Eva said, you can also choose VIP as well, which is an awesome experience. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, with that, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Right. That's it. That's it. I look forward to seeing everybody in the challenge in about 10 days. All right. We're 10 days away. That's it. Let's get it. it. Let's get it. We're Q3. Q3, guys. We are more than halfway through the year. Yeah. We got to go hard. We got to go hard. hard. Definitely. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you're ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered. 